what's up guys what's up everybody boys and girls ladies and gentlemen um human beings and anybody who might be out there listening it's been a while since i've made a podcast it's been probably fuck probably like two weeks now so my bad i just been super busy you know work and everything work is 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 just work everybody who works knows the grind it's fucking work. It sucks. You gotta do it though. You gotta do it. You know. You gotta do it. Um, other than that, not much. Oh well, no, I shouldn't say that. There has been a lot of other things. Like school started again. Forgot about that. That's been taking up a lot of my fucking time. School, uh, training. I've been training hellas lately. Um, so yeah, I just been busy. I'm a busy kind of guy, you know. But it's good. It's good to stay busy. Good to always have some some uh, some things to do, all the time. I think keeps you happy keeps your uh, mind off the negative shit so anyways what has been going on in this fucking world lately first post malone his plane and then fucking mac miller dude fucking mac miller r.i.p mac miller that um that's actually really sad to um like to be a little bit more serious about it. it's actually it's actually really sad i remember just like growing up listening to him like when i think mac miller i think of like I think all, like, middle school memories and, like, beginning of high school. Um, just when I was a little bit younger, you know. Um, just really good memories and just good music. And he just seemed like he was just, um, I mean, obviously seemed like a happy person, but apparently he was not. Um, everybody's got their demons to deal with, but apparently his were um, his were just a little bit more. Well, I shouldn't say that because I don't think that uh, he committed suicide, but... Um, just o- overdosed, apparently. I think that's what I heard is the overdose. But either way, super sad. Rest in peace, Mac Miller. You, um, you, your life, your legacy, everything will live on through your music. Um, everybody loves you. I, I don't know. I've never heard, honestly, like one person just be like, fuck Mac Miller, bro. Like, fuck Mac Miller. Fuck his music. I don't, what, fuck what he's about. Nobody says that. Nobody says that. Everybody loves Mac Miller. Oh, sorry. Gotta move the mic around a little bit i'm standing up here i'm standing up i think um i bring better energy to the table when i'm standing up you know um so yeah so mac miller that's that's sad and then post malone's plane kind of old news now and it turned out to not really be a big thing but i was watching it like on news shit and wherever you watch things while it was going down like the day of when he was still in the air i was like holy shit dude post malone's about to fucking die dude um yeah apparently it's like on takeoff or something they're like wheels something fucked up with two of their wheels and they were just flying around burning gas until they made um a crash landing which i guess turned out to be fine so um that is that i got a few things i want to talk about today just completely random shit as you can tell probably by now uh today's just gonna be by myself it's not uh mixed martial arts podcast it's not anything specific it's not an interview I'm just kind of talking to talk. Um, I think these are going to be what I really enjoy the most about doing these podcasts is just by myself because I can just be myself and I'm not worried about anything. And um, so, yeah. Um, to start off, I bought a fucking kitten, people. I bought a kitten. I wanted a dog. Obviously, like, why would you want a cat over a dog? But um, I just thought that a dog is just too big of a commitment, you know, especially because I wouldn't. I wouldn't get a dog unless it was a puppy, um, and that, a puppy is, like, you gotta be around that thing 24-7, 
got to uh, potty train it. And I'm not even supposed to have animals in the house that I'm renting. So that would probably be an issue of the dog pissing everywhere. My neighbors would probably notice if I'm letting a dog out like three, four times a day. And he's barking his head off all the time. So couldn't get a dog. Settled for a kitten, which is, it's fine. You know, um, I've had cats in the past. And a lot of people just are like, fuck cats and everything. And like, if you like cats, like, you're like a cat lady or a, or a cat guy. I don't know. I've never, <laughs> never heard that cat guy. But uh, no, man, I'm not fucking weird because I like cats. Um, I honestly, I don't even really like cats, to be honest. Like, most cats piss me off because they're, they're mean. But I had one cat. Her name is Sosa. I named her after Chief Keef. Uh, she lives with my grandma now because when I went to school, I, I lived in the dorms the first semester, and I, you definitely can't have fucking animals in the dorms. Um, although we did end up buying a gerbil, which got stolen from me. So that's a different story for another day. So yeah, I settled on a kitten. His name is King. He's and I didn't I didn't name him that. That was just his name beforehand. But I think that's an awesome name, honestly. Like King, that's a dope name for a kitten. And his personality is cool. He um, he's a handful. I'll tell you what, people. If you're looking, I'm gonna sit down here. If you are looking to buy an animal, and you have zero experience, and you're worried, and you're worried about. I guess the workload of it because it's fucking work. I'll tell you what, it's work and it is a big workload. So know what you're know what you're getting yourself into. This cat, I fucking love him now. I love him now, so I can't just get rid of him. Stuck with him now, but this motherfucker is such a handful, dude. Oh my god, every time and he has his like routines um that like I'm starting to pick up on now cuz I've had him for a little while now, a couple weeks, maybe a I don't think I've had him for a month. I think I've had him for a couple weeks, maybe two, two, three weeks now. I don't know, but I'm starting to like pick up on his tendencies and like, like what his schedule is like. And uh, his schedule it doesn't match up with mine at all. Um, he just runs around all the fucking time. Especially he has this thing, so he takes a nap when I'm like um, after I get done with work and training and uh, more work and school and everything else, and I come home for the night. And I, it's like, I'm sure most people have this, but I have a routine of like, when I'm done with my shit for the day, I go home, I sit my ass on my couch and I don't do anything else that night because I've just been doing shit all day. And like, you need, you need time like that. You need to be able to disassociate yourself with your work life and just like relaxation. You know, you need time like that where you just sit down and just clear your mind, watch Netflix, play video games, do whatever you got to do. Um, but just, just separate yourself from your work life. A little bit so I do that every night and he likes to take a nap while I'm doing that just like sits on the couch with me and whatever um, and then by the time I'm ready to go to bed he's usually waking up and you know he just um, he just ate just took a nice little nap so he's full of fucking energy so he's running around um, he really enjoys the blinds like f- fucking the blind and I j- they're brand new blinds too like they're they're the ones that like don't have the f- don't don't have the the string on them, you just pull them and push them up. I really like them a lot, and I just bought them. So he fucked all those up. Should say I did like them. Um, but yeah, other than that, it's going great. I love him. Keeps me company. Um, I live by myself, so it does get it does get kind of lonely sometimes. You know, I mean, you got friends and everything, but I mean, when you're by yourself twenty four seven, it um, it gets lonely. But it's not bad. Not like a bad lonely, just like bored lonely, really. Um, but yeah, other than that, it's going good. It's keeping me company. What else? Did I, okay, so also, I want to talk about um, 
a little topic that is near and dear to my heart, and it is um, keratoconus. I haven't really talked about this. I don't think I've ever really talked about it on the podcast, um, but I don't really even talk about it that much to like my friends and whatnot. It's because it's something that just it's just like personal things, really. I just have to deal with it. Um, I don't want to bother other people with it. So, but I'm going to talk about it now because this is my podcast. It's my platform, so I can. I think I can talk about it. Um, and it's just, it's a big part of my life, really. Um, it's, it's a huge part of my life, if we're being honest. It pretty much um, sets the guidelines for anything I want to do. Well, I shouldn't say that, but um, I just have to take it into account for anything I do. So keratoconus is what it's called. It, and this is an eye disease. It's a disease in your eyes that um, it affects 1 in 200,000 people. So I am lucky number um, 1 in 200,000, I guess. So, either way, I mean, it is what it is. One in 200,000 people, I mean, that's rare, but that's not like, there's what, fucking 350 million people in the United States? I mean, that's not, it's not that rare, but um, it's kind of shitty. It's really shitty, to be honest. But, uh, so what it is, keratoconus, it is a disease that develops in your late teens, I think. Um, Usually between like 15 to 18 um, it starts affecting people, which is exactly when it started affecting me. Uh, when I was about 15 years old, I started to realize that my vision in my right eye, or one of my eyes, I couldn't tell which one it was, but I could tell that one of them was off, and they weren't. I could not see the same out of both eyes. And you know, I figured I was like, whatever, maybe I just have uh, bad eyes. Like so many, you know, how many people wear glasses? Everybody does glasses, contacts. A lot of people do. So I wasn't worried about it. It's like whatever. Um, so I got a pair of glasses. And then they were working fine. They worked perfect. I was like, fuck yeah, dude, this is easy solution. Just get a pair of glasses. You can see everything. Great. Um, and then a couple couple months go by, and my glasses aren't really working for me anymore. I'm like, what the hell? I thought, um, I thought this was my prescription. They're not working for me anymore. What's the deal? So I go back to the eye doctor, and he's just like, oh, you know, it happens. Your prescriptions change. You're growing up. You're getting older. Your body's maturing. Your eyes are maturing. Um, it happens. So I'm like, all right. That's straight, whatever. Give me a new pair of glasses, new prescription, whatever. Get that. That one's good for another month or two, and then it changes again. And it keeps changing, and it keeps changing. And it's, it's getting expensive by now, you know? You're like, fucking... I, you can keep the frames, but it's... I mean, you have to get new prescription. Um, I mean, it gets expensive after, like, your sixth new prescription for glasses in under a year. Um, so I'm like, what the fuck, man? This, this, isn't, um, this isn't normal. So I went up all the way to uh, 18 years old, not realizing that I had keratoconus. I thought I just had bad eyes. I didn't, I didn't really know what it was. I didn't really think about it too much because by that point, my eyes weren't that bad. And I could still get by with things. Um, without glasses, you know, I could see fine. I could drive at night. I could do all that uh, totally fine. It was just a little bit blurrier. I had um, some, some difficulties reading from distance, I guess. Um, and then it got to a point where I realized that I couldn't read signs on the street while I was driving, especially at night. Um, I, you, I just could not. It was dangerous at night to drive. Would, um, especially, so let me back that up a little bit. So I moved to Montana um, with keratoconus, obviously. And, but I didn't know, I didn't know that I had it in time. So I was in the time, my mother and I drove from St. Louis to Washington, really, but passed through Montana first. Um, 
And on the way there, it took us about a week to drive there. It's a 25-hour drive. So it took us about a week because we, like, stopped and saw whatever. And we were driving, and I looked at my – or I asked my mom. I was like, hey, are there two – so I was looking at these, like, light towers – or not light towers, but, uh, like, whatever fucking tower it is, some radio tower, phone tower, I don't know. And I was like, hey, is there one tower or is there two towers? She was like, what the fuck are you talking about? There's one tower. I was like, I see there, – there's two towers. Like, I thought she was messing with me. And I was like, no, like, there's two towers, right? And it turned out there was only one tower, and I was seeing two of them, like, completely on their own from... I mean, obviously, we were miles away, but um, I was seeing two towers, like, very clearly. I was like, that is fucking two towers. I really thought it was two towers, and so that was what kind of um, scared my mom a little bit, and she was like, okay, we gotta, we gotta figure this shit out. So I went to a better eye doctor think i had to drive to i don't even honestly i don't remember who told me i had keratoconus i think it was oh i no, no 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 i do remember i do remember there's a place called um i forget what it's called it's this little eye place here in kalispell montana and i went there and i was like hey man i need new glasses or something check me out and he comes back does does all the eye shit uh the first time i had gone through all these all these different machines and pictures and looking at my eye and poking and prodding at my eye and blowing air into my eye and all this shit. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on, dude? And then he puts this dye in your eye to, like, dilate your eye, and it's, like, yellow. And I'm just like, I was freaked out. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? And so I go back out in the waiting room. My grandma took me. Um, I'm just sitting with her. I'm like, yeah, they did some weird tests to me, but I think everything's straight. You know, like, I think everything's fine. Then he comes out or brings me back and is like, hey, man, um... Sorry to tell you this, but you have keratoconus and was like showing me the graphs. What they do is they have, um, they take topographical maps of your eyes and it shows the steepness of your eyes. And so what keratoconus really is in its basic form is my eyeballs are misshaped and it increasingly gets worse and worse and worse and worse and worse until um, you either go blind or you get it stopped. So um, I was like, oh shit. So he told me all this. And showed me how my eyes were misshaped and how they were progressing for the worse at a very fast rate. At least my right eye. My left eye was going slowly, but my right eye was, like, fucking on the racetrack, like, getting to the finish line. We are like, we're... He, my right eye did not want to see anymore at all. Um, and just over the weeks, man, it just got... Uh, it got really hard to see, and it's really scary. And uh, for a long time, I thought I was going to go blind. And uh, today, I'm legally blind in my right eye. My left eye is not as bad, but my right eye, I'm legally blind in it. Um, Which, all right, so I know when I say that, that's like, people are like, what the fuck does that even mean? So I'm looking through it right now. I'll try to explain it. Um, I can still see objects and everything. Like, um, it's not black. Like, when you go blind, it doesn't just go black like that, I don't think. But um, it's like looking through. All right, so take wax paper. And, like, fold it up a bunch and put it over your eye. It's like looking through wax paper. Like, you can see light. You can see, like, outlines and shapes. It's just really blurry. And um, you can't see any detail. Like, I can't... I literally cannot read anything with my right eye. Um, so, that's that. It's just it's just really, really blurry, I would say. It's the only way to describe it. Um, it's weird. It's weird. And then there's different, like... Um, 
like things you can look like they when I go to the eye doctor there's this thing I look through and it's got dots in it and sometimes there's like little pinholes there'll be like a hundred of them and you're looking through them and sometimes that'll make it seem better but um yeah so I don't really remember where I was but I get um fucks oh yeah so homeboy tells me I got keratoconus I'm like oh shit all right um and I was scared, guys. I was fucking scared. I was like, this, I'm I'm going blind. Like, I literally thought I was going blind for uh, about a week there. I just accepted it. I was like, you know what? That's um, that's what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen. We're going to have to deal with that. But luckily, I um, got out of that slump for a week and just got super, super, super motivated. I started researching and finding doctors and finding surgeons and just finding. I was, after the week, I was like, I'm not going blind. I'm not, um, I'm not going blind. I'm just not. And even more so, um, I told the doctors, I told myself I was going to see 2020, um, being legally blind in my right eye, close to it in my left eye. Um, and it just progressively getting worse. I had the idea that I was going to see 2020 and I would accept nothing less than that. So that was my plan. Um, I just started doing a bunch of research and then we found these doctors, um, Dr. Rostov in Seattle, and she is a fucking miracle worker. If it wasn't for her, I would, I quite possibly would be fully blind, at least in my right eye by now. Um, most likely actually. So she is, um, I owe, I owe everything to this, to this doctor. So we found her and her team of doctors and they're based out of Seattle. I live in Montana. And so that's kind of, um, it's a bitch, dude. I got to fly all the time to go back and forth, get surgery, um, go back for checkups, all this shit, all the time. I'm just flying back and forth to Seattle all the fucking time. Um, but it's worth it. It's totally worth it, you know? So I find out, doing research, and I'm, like, getting motivated, right? So I'm like, I'm not fucking going blind. So I call this Rostov, talk to her, see what my options are. Um, couldn't talk to her, of course, so I just talked to, like, the assistant at um, the place she works. It's called Northwest Eye Surgeons. Shout out to Northwest Eye Surgeons and uh, the UW Medical Center. You guys are fucking amazing. Um, I love you guys. You guys have done more for me than I could ever do for anybody. Um, so I'm just so, so, so grateful and thankful for these people and these team of doctors. Um, so I get, I talk to her, figure out there's this surgery. It's called uh, halogen cross-linking. You can get epi on or epi off. Epi off means they completely remove the top layer of your cornea epi on they keep the cornea on but just poke holes into it because they have to put a liquid into it and then um, put a light over it for a long time so the special light will make this liquid absorb into your eye and then when it heals up with this, this with this solution in it um, plus you cut off the layer of your cornea your eye heals back stronger so it doesn't progress it doesn't you you won't see any better it doesn't improve your vision at all but it just stops it from getting worse. So that's where I was at. I was like, okay, okay, we're making progress here. I'm not, um, I can stop this. I can't see, I'm not going to be able to see any better, apparently, but we can stop it from getting worse. So I was like, okay, that's a great first step. We're on the road. And so um, I'm talking to these doctors and I'm talking to everybody about it. Um, I'm really scared, honestly. Like, um, as motivated as I was and how dead set on seeing again, I was still really scared. Like, when you're fucking with your vision, and, like, at this point in time, I really didn't know everything about it, and my eyes were still really, like, fragile, I should say, um, but just really fucked up my eyes were. And so I was scared about it, talking to all these people, and I told the doctors, um, well, after, all right, so when I'm, like, booking the surgery for this cross-linking, I'm like, all right, 
So I'm getting the permanent one, right? Um, the epi, I don't care. I don't care if it's more invasive or whatever. Like it's got to be permanent. That's what's got to happen. So we're like, okay, we're getting the halogen cross-linking epi off, right? So I'm talking to them and they're like, you understand, um, everything. They go through all of it with me and you understand that this is not going to make you see any better. It's just going to stop it. And I told them, no, I was like, that's, that's great and all, but I'm going to see 2020. And they're like, no, like, I'm sorry, but you're not going to do that. Um, I said, yes, I am. I'm going to, um, and they, everybody told me, no, they all told me, no, they're like, no, you're like, it's impossible. It's like literally medically impossible, um, to see 2020. And I was like, okay, um, whatever. That's, that's what you think. So I still was thinking this in my mind. I was telling everybody I'm going to see. And, um, and let me, let me backtrack a little bit again. This surgery is barely, it wasn't FDA approved, um, when I first heard about it. So it has just been FDA approved very recently. Um, so it's, it's still, it was still pretty new. It's still very new actually, but this Dr. Rostov, she was like the pioneer of this. She started, she's a corneal expert, started all these, um, cross-linking surgeries. Like I'm pretty sure she was the one that got it, like developed it and got FDA approved and has been doing it. And she's like the top cornea doctor in the country. So, um, absolute miracle that I got to, that I got her to work on me and work with me and take care of me. Um, so that's that. And they were all like, no, no, no. So whatever, whatever time goes by, vision gets a little bit worse. Finally time comes and I have to wait like fucking like six months for this guys. I got to wait like six months for the surgery. And in this whole time, I, my eyes are getting worse. It's getting harder to see. Um, I can't, I can barely drive at night. And this time it's the middle of fucking winter. I just crashed my car, so I had, and this is like, so I'm, I'm kind of saying about one day here, um, so I had crashed my car in the middle of winter, and I had the donut tire on my car, right, so I'm driving down the highway, and there is so much ice on the highway, and with the donut, and I didn't have even snow tires at this point, in Montana, you have to get snow tires, you'll be, you'll die, um, so I didn't have any of this, I'm going down the highway in the middle of the night, dude, just fucking fish tailing back and forth, can barely see, um, winds, deer fucking shooting across the road, because that happens here in Montana a lot, too, um, and it was just, it was just really, really scary, um, and so that kind of, like, that was probably the worst, um, experience I've had with keratoconus was that night, um, but yeah, so six months go by, all this is happening, I finally get the surgery, and, um, I come out, pretty quick um the first one didn't go that bad first one went pretty good actually um everything went according to plan no hiccups nothing and then um got out of that had some scarring had some pretty severe scarring on my eye which i was not informed of would happen so that was another little setback and finally just um scarring healed up and then fucking i think three four months after my surgery i got cleared to get a scleral lens contact. Now, for those of you that don't know what a scleral lens contact is, is it is a contact. It's hard plastic, so it's not soft. It doesn't bend. It doesn't form to your eye. Um, it is a shape, and that shape is what your eye is going to form to. Um, and it goes over almost the entire white of your eye. Um, so that's um, they're kind of a bitch, honestly. So I get cleared to get this contact, which is great fucking news. I'm like, all right, bet. Let's go get this contact go in takes like a month the whole process to get the contact um 
And by this time, I'm pretty much a fucking expert on eyes. I can, like, read all these graphs myself. I know when uh, they're looking at me and, like, talking in, like, doctor slang. I know what they're talking about. Um, and right, and by now, I'm just used to um, getting my eyes poked at all the time. Like, my eyes don't um, – that shit doesn't bother me anymore. I'm really used to it. I used to be really, uh, like, leery about my eyes. Like, I would hate getting my eye touched and all that shit. But now I'm totally used to it. Get my contact finally. And it fucking works, guys. It fucking works. I my right eye, I was legally blind out of um, super new surgery. And hold on, something just fucking happened here. I don't know what happened to whatever. Um, so yeah, get the surgery, get contact, and it's working great. Um, I see twenty twenty out of my right eye. Went from legally blind to seeing twenty twenty out of my right eye. Um, with this contact, and the doctors did not expect that at all. Um, did not expect that. The, the Glacier Eye Clinic that I'm with now had, um, I think, three cases before me, two or three cases, and one of them failed, two of them worked. So there were three. Yeah, so I had like a one to two odds, I guess. One failed, two worked. I don't know how to do that. So either way, it worked for me. They did not expect me to see as well as I did, and I put it in, and um, I remember... The um, the day I put it in, it, it makes me emotional. Um, makes me emotional just thinking about it, thinking um, just about this whole thing. And so I remember the day they brought me in. They're like, "Hey, your contact came in. Come get it." So I come in, um, talking to this lady. She looks like a fucking blueberry. She's like four feet tall. Is f- probably weighs three hundred pounds, but super nice lady. Hope she's not listening to this. And puts my contact in for me. And left the room. It was like, look around, do whatever you got to do. And I remember looking at this pen across the room. It was a red pen. Um, I didn't know it was red. I couldn't see that well. It was all the way across the room, probably 20, 15, 20 feet away from me. I couldn't even tell it was red. And then I put the contact in. I look at it again. And um, it is, I just, I can't get the image of that red. It's a red grip. It was one of those fine tip pens. Like, I really love these pens. Like, um, just the generic click pens, but it's got the really sharp point on it, and it's got the red grip. And I just remember looking at that red grip and just the most vivid red I've ever seen in my life. Um, it's the most vivid colors. Um, it was just the red. The only way I can explain it is like the red was just so red, like it was. Just, it was just. So, I know that doesn't like explain it at all, but it's um, the only way I can think to explain it. It's just the red was so red, and it just, it was, um, I wanted to cry. I wanted to cry. I could see. I could finally fucking see, dude. Um, out of my right eye, my left eye was still fucked. So that happens. All that's good. That's great and everything. Um, go home. Keep the contact. It takes, it takes fucking weeks to get used to, guys. Um, I mean, it's a hard plastic over your whole eye. It's really uncomfortable, but now I wear it. Um, I don't even know it's in anymore, really. Um. So that's that. Go down, uh, fast forward a couple months. Um, got been doing good, and then it's time for my surgery with my left eye that I just recently got. Um, and then that surgery was a bit more, um, didn't go as well. Uh, sur- the recent surgery that I just got did not go as well. Um, it still worked, still product was good, but it was just a lot harder on my eye and on my head um or like my brain um because like when you're i don't know if you guys have ever had really intense eye pains but um it 
starts hurting your brain. You get really bad headaches from it. Um, and they're all just connected, like your nasal cavity, your eyes, your brain. Um, all that's connected. Um, so the surgery was really rough on me the second time, the second go around. I think because my right eye is basically like a dead eye. Like it doesn't, it doesn't really um, like react to shit as well. Um, but my left eye is, was super reactant, so it was um, just fighting it the whole time, and it was just a uh, fucking tough surgery, guys. But you, what you got to know, you're awake this whole time during the surgery. Your eye is getting held open by this metal, um, this metal thing with two hooks in the bottom, two hooks in the top, and it just clamps your fucking eye open. And I blinked this bitch out. My eye was so like, fuck this. It literally blinked it out, and she was and Rasta was like, I've never seen that happen before, but. Um, either way, surgery got finished. Takes like two hours, I think. I don't know. You're awake through the whole thing, so I could see her taking the scalpel and cutting your cornea, cutting it off, shaving it off, and then it's on your eye for a second, and you can see your cornea just laying on your eye, your detached cornea. Um, it's crazy, honestly. It's crazy seeing that, um, especially laying on the table and having it done to yourself, and you can see your fucking cornea there. It's uh, it's something else. It's quite the experience. But so surgery got done. And, um, took me about a week to heal up from it, and then just, I mean, however long after, like, just to heal, to get that, um, because you have a, it's pretty much over the whole color of your eye that they cut off, so you have a big fucking circle hole in your eye, um, took about a week for that to heal up, which is really quick, your eyes and your mouth heal really fast, so that's good, and then, um, this was about, this was a month ago, because I just had my one month checkup, um, a couple days ago now, and so the reason I'm saying all this story, moral of the story, I get, um, I have my one month checkup, and he's like, hey, you got a little bit of scar, he planned to get my contact on that day, I didn't even know that, contact is not even in my, in my head yet, is thinking about, I'm like, that's so far down the road, um, but he's like, hey man, I would have put your contact on today, but you just got a little bit of scarring on your eye, not as bad as the last one, but you just got a little bit, so let's give it a month, and uh, let's get you a contact. And I said, fuck yeah, that's awesome. So um, in one month, I will be seeing 2020 out of both eyes. So moral of the story, guys, don't let anybody tell you anything, anything about, I mean, obviously listen to people like when they give you good advice, but don't, don't let anybody tell you that you can't do something or that because of some condition you have or, or, Whatever it may be, some reason why you can't do something, don't fucking take that ever. Don't ever fucking take that from anybody. The doctors, the best fucking, um, the best team of doctors in the country told me that I wouldn't see 2020. And I told them, fuck you, I'm going to see 2020. And in a month, I'm going to see 2020. Um, so that's how it fucking works, guys. You believe, if you can visualize something and believe it, like in your heart and really, really believe it, it will happen. It might take it might take time, it might take sacrifice, it might take a long road of recovery and just um, emotions. It's really dep- like my thing, I got depressed from it. Um, I was I shouldn't say I got depressed from it, but I was just really scared all the time because I'm like I could go blind any day. Um, but yeah, fuck that, deal with it. man up, deal with your shit. If you want something bad enough, it will happen. It will happen, and then I'm not stopping there. I'm gonna see 2020 without um, without any contact, um, like 100. I I realized with this that I I couldn't make it this far, and uh, technology will. I have probably a good this six or ten years, I would say, before these surgeries start to um, dissipate a little bit. They are supposed to be permanent, 
but from the research I've done, it says they last like six to ten years. So I'm hoping by that time, um, technology will have caught up. Or worse comes to worse, I'll just get a cornea transplant. Um, that is a little bit more risky. I don't want to do that because that's a one in a hundred chance of losing your eye. Um, but if it came down to it, obviously I'm taking those odds. I'll take those odds all day. But um, yeah, guys, just fucking don't let anybody ever tell you you can't do something ever because you can do it. You 100% can do it. Um, so that, <laughs> that's, that's kind of my whole spiel on that. It took me like fucking 30 minutes to explain. Sorry if um, if you guys don't give a shit about that. But um, I just, I thought, um, I really keep this, I don't, I mean, I think people know about it. I think some of my friends know about it, that I have eye issues. But um, I've just never really explained it, you know. Um, and then when I do explain it, it's just like on an individual basis and it takes a long time to explain. So I kind of just... Wanted to put it out there. Um, I wanted to share it with everybody just because I deal with it all the time. And um, I think that hopefully that that can that story can just inspire some people. Um, or, or just, you know, give yourself like a little hint of like, you know what? If one person can do it, I can do it too. Not just with eyes, with anything. This applies to everything, guys. So um, hopefully, hopefully that helped. Um, it feels good for me that I finally just explained all that and can get it out there. Um yeah, so moving on, um, I miss fucking St. Louis so much. I miss my friends. I miss just the city. I miss the suburbs. I miss everything about St. Louis. It's my home, you know? I lived there for 18 years. I miss it. Um, and I've been missing it a lot lately. These past This past week, it's in, in like, hurting miss. Like, you guys know that hurting miss? Like, like, um, like if you get out of a relationship or whatever it may be that, like, you makes you really miss something, like you have... Like, you're far away from somebody. Like, the fucking miss that hurts. Like, hurts your heart. Um, I've been getting that a lot, man. And I just, fuck, man. I want to be back in St. Louis so bad. Um, but it is what it is, you know? I'm not going to move back. I can't do that. I mean, I could. But um, I feel like that would be taking 10 steps back from how far I've come in this past year. Um, I'm really, really starting to establish some shit here in Montana. Um getting my life together. I'm in a good spot right now. Um, I'm taking these... So, moving on from I miss St. Louis and I miss everybody. I will be back soon. I'm going to I'm gonna try to plan a trip here uh, pretty soon, depending on... My cousin's going to come out to see me, I think, sometime this winter. So, um, when, I get, when we get all that figured out, I will know my plans from there. But, um, all right, so here is... So, moving on from that. Um, so I'm looking for people that want to come on this podcast, and when I say I'm looking for people to come on this podcast, I'm looking for people to come on this podcast. Anybody. Not anybody. I take that back. Like, I want, um, if you're my friend, of course you have a spot on this podcast if you want to do one. Like, I, of course, I'll talk to my friends. Um, but if you're not my friend, um, and like somebody that I know well and can have a conversation with, I want them to be able to have something to offer to the podcast. Um, I, I, that's kind of a dick thing to say, but I mean, it is what it is. I want it to be entertaining and I want to have some like good content, you know? So, um, if you have something that you think can, is interesting, not, I shouldn't even say you have to have something to bring to the table. Just, um, just have something interesting that you can talk about or that you do personally or, um, have experience in or know a lot about, uh, specifically though, I'm looking for someone who believes in the flat earth's theory um 
I will settle for any other hardcore conspiracy theorist, but I want a flat earther because I've been, I obviously don't believe the flat earth. Like, I think if you believe the flat earth, you, um, not gonna say anything rude because I want somebody that believes it to come on here, but I just don't agree with that. Um, but I am very interested in it and I'm, I have an extremely open mind. Okay. Um, everybody says I have an open mind, but I really believe I do. Um, if you can present me with real evidence, I want to believe this. I really do. Um, if you can present me with some real evidence and uh, convince me, then convince me. Um, but like I said, I'll settle for any conspiracy theorist. I just think that would make, I've been itching to make one of these episodes is a uh, conspiracy theory episode, you know, just like digging into this shit. Um, it interests me. I'm looking at this shit all the time, like on my own at home. And I just want to bring it to the podcast. So if you are a flat earther, know a flat earther or any other conspiracy theorist, um, send them my way. DM me on Twitter, Instagram, anything. Uh, text me if you have my number. Um, email me, justinmillion at hotmail.com. Um, yeah, just get a hold of me and we will make a podcast together. So really, really, really want to do this one. I've been excited for this one for a while and I just haven't really met anybody that um, <clears throat> is really into these conspiracies as much as I need somebody to be to um, talk about. It. And I'm talking like you have to know your shit. Like, you have to know facts. Like, you really have to be into this shit. Um, or at least the one thing that you're into. Like, you really have to believe it. So, um, um, that's about it, I think. Um, yeah, school's going good. I hope school's going good for everybody else. Um, it's a grind. Of course, it's a grind. But um, I have a different mindset about it this time going in. Like, I really, uh, I genuinely want to get an education now. Uh, last semester, last year, I did not give a fuck about school. I hated school. I still hate school, but now, um, I think I've matured in my mind and my thinking a little bit. And I really actually do want an education. Like I understand that these things might not help me in my everyday life, but, uh, fucking knowledge is power. People knowledge is power. The more, you know, the more, you know, so, um, it's just good. And I, um, I really feel good about myself when I pick up something new. And then once I get to the point where I consider myself, um, not just a complete novice or beginner in it, and I start to um, understand it and get good at something. Um, that's what really makes me proud of myself. So I try to do those things as much as possible, and school is looking like a good outlet for that. So um, I hope everybody else is, uh, has this mindset and just wants to learn and uh, wants to um, just – I think it really improves your life, honestly. Like if nothing else, if you don't get anything out of school, just the discipline, you know? Just going all the time whenever you have class, making it to class on time, not skipping class, and getting your work done, setting aside the time to study and do whatever else you need to do because that is hard. That's half the battle, for me at least, is just setting a time, setting aside time to actually do work, you know, and study. So um, it's going good. hope it's going good for everybody else. I think I'm going to go ahead and end it there. Um, again, thank you guys, everybody, for listening. Um, I'm sorry I haven't put out a podcast lately. It's like I said, it's been like two weeks, I think. Um, I've just been really busy. I'm going to try to get back to just one a week, um, and then more if I can. Uh, but we'll see how it's going. We'll see how it uh, goes. I just got a new computer, new laptop that, uh, can do some cool editing and it'll make this whole process easier for me. I don't have to transfer these files through, um, as much bullshit and as much hoops to jump through. So, uh, hopefully we'll be getting, uh, getting back to one a week. So, Thank you guys. Oh, also, we're back. We're on iTunes now. Isn't that fucking cool, guys? Um, I know it's not a huge deal. Like, I'm not, I'm not, um, it doesn't make me 
um, known doesn't make me well known at all. It doesn't make this podcast successful. Um, it's just it's it's one of my goals that I had was to get for a while now actually not um, even before I started this podcast I was like I want to like get on iTunes for something or get on YouTube or something um, more or less just to um, prove to myself that I can really put myself out there and that I'm not really worried about what people think anymore. Um, I was at the beginning of this podcast, but I'm really getting comfortable with it. I've been getting good feedback. Thank you, everybody, that's just being really nice to me and supportive about it. And, like, seriously, everybody says this, but it's true. Like, I can't tell you guys how much that really helps and just uh, it's motivation to keep going um, is when you guys send me good messages, good comments. Um, I fucking love it, guys. I love it. So keep it up. I'm going to keep doing this. We're on iTunes now. That's been a goal of mine. I'm really proud that I'm on iTunes now. Like I said, it's not, like that difficult to get on iTunes, but, um, I did it now. I wanted to do it and I did it. So I'm happy about that. Um, so yeah, follow me. Um, I guess subscribe now to my iTunes. You can just search the million theory, um, on iTunes, not in Apple music. My cousin was trying to do it and he was like, dude, I can't find your, can't find your podcast. It's not going to come up in Apple music. It's not fucking music. Um, either the podcast app or the iTunes store, you will find it, the million theory. So subscribe to that. Um, like tell your friends about it. Honestly, like, I don't know, really know how else I'm going to get this podcast going if you people are not um, sharing it and just telling people about it. Like, obviously, I can do, like, ads and shit. But, um, yeah, it would just help me out a lot. You guys can share it if you like it. Like I say, if you don't like it, then don't don't share it. That's fine. Um, but, yeah, thanks for listening. Follow, subscribe, like, share. Adios, amigos.